0: All right, and welcome to the Heavy Revy Show. I am your host, Josue Ibarra. Again, this is a show where we share revelation that's going to help you grow in your walk with God, leadership, and relationship with others. Super excited for today's segment, Wednesday's Word for the Wise, because I have my good, good friend, Roger Williams with us. Roger, say what's up to the people. Hello,
1: How you? how's everybody doing?
0: <laughs> super, super pumped, Roger. Thank you, man, just for taking the time. Uh, man, it's it's so cool. Uh, me and Roger, we were in school together. Oh, yeah. We did uh, Karis Bible College all the way through, and I tell you what, I used to be super, super nervous every time I had to minister right after you during IEG. Oh, Roger. that's funny. It's like, dang it, man, who, who the heck put me after Rogers? <laughs> come, come on. That is funny. But um, man, uh, just everything in your life, Rogers, has just been a blessing just to see you grow to now you're uh, the third year coordinator of ministry school. Mm-hmm. And man, just rightfully so, mm-hmm. uh, you have a heart for students and a heart for people. And it's awesome, bro. And so with that, uh, one of the biggest things that I love, uh, what we call here heavy revies, meaning just big revelations that you have, is the revelation of offense mm-hmm. and how not to deal with it and how mm-hmm. to, you know, or how to deal with it and how it not uh, not it allow it offense to ruin your life so with that uh how did this first come about man
1: well it was really during my first year here at garris where the lord brought me here and so many things hit from so many different directions i didn't know you could get hit from that many directions at once (laughs) and um opportunities for offense abounded literally from every direction and um I ended up taking a job over at the Country Lodge across the hotel just down the street. Yeah. And I was an auditor for them, which means I worked from 11 p.m. to 7 (laughs) a.m. Yeah, yeah. You you get it. You get it. But I went to work on a a Saturday night at that point. And I'm sitting there, and so many things were hitting me. I just finished my audit. It's about 2.30 in the morning. And I'm sitting there. And just as I finished my audit, I'm sitting at the front desk, and I'm looking out in the lobby. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit brought back something that I remembered from Rhema. And one of my instructors, Keith Moore, was teaching us one day, yeah. and he was saying, how many students want to know the key to receiving a miracle? Huh. Who's not going to raise their hands on that one? We, <laughs> right. all, we all raised our hands. And he said, oh, that's simple, John 2.5. Huh. And that says, whatever he says do. Do. Don't get your head involved. Don't get your 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 thinking involved. Don't get your emotions involved. Whatever he tells you to do, do. And I'm sitting at the front desk, and I'm looking out in the lobby, and I'm just smiling. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that. That was really good. Yeah. But then the Holy Spirit spoke up, hmm. and he said, turn back to John two four. Okay. And I had my Bible there, and I turned back to John two four, and he just made this so real to me. And I'll, I'll say it. I'll say it this way. Um, John 2 4 is where Jesus was at the party and they ran out of wine. Mm. Okay? Okay. And Holy Spirit and I, I'm just yeah, real yeah. with him. He, he, he's the same way with me, just real. Yeah, he yeah. talks my language. <laughs> so I'm sitting there and he said, I want you to look at that through non religious eyes this time. And I'm looking at it. And John 2 5 says, whatever he says, do, do. But John 2 4 is where. Mary comes to Jesus, and she says, they run out of wine. Mm. And I said, okay. And when I teach this, yeah. I teach it this way with people in a room. I said, how many women out there have adult children? Raise your hands. And they do. And I said, if you're at a party with your adult child, your adult <laughs> son who lives with you, yeah. and you ask him to do something for somebody yeah. in a crowd, right? And he says, "Woman, <laughs> you get—you're getting this already." Hey, hey,
0: <laughs> that's how you can tell. You know, Mary was not Mexican, dude. She wasn't Mexican because she, she would have pulled out her chunk My and, brother, you know what my I mean?
1: brother—that's exactly what I'm talking about. He—he he said, "Woman, what have I to do with you? Why my time has not yet come?" And i, I asked the women who's sitting in uh, in the congregation. I said, "How many people would be really blessed by that?" By that.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and they, they started laughing. I said, you're getting it. Mm. Mary had an opportunity to be offended. Yeah. Do you really think Satan would have passed up that opportunity?
2: Right.
1: Oh. He's, right be, he's right beside Mary saying, has he lost his mind? <laughs> Whose house does he live in? Right. Who's the parent and who's the uh, child here, or the, the, the son here? Yeah, yeah. And the thing that impresses me so much about Mary
2: mm-hmm.
1: is Mary... Turned immediately from Jesus, yeah. and turned to the servant, and said, "Whatever he says, do. Wow. Do. Come on." And Jesus not only said that; he said, "My time has not yet come," which <sighs> means I don't do what my mommy says do. Yeah, I do what I see my father do. Mm, wow. She had an opportunity because that's the, that's what the enemy takes advantage of. Yeah, and she turns she turns to the servant and says. Whatever he says, do do. Hmm. And what was the result?
2: Yeah, they had a blast, man. Th- that's, that's,
1: out, right? that's right. The servants d- and Jesus told them to fill the, the barrels with wine with right. water. But that miracle would have never happened. Wow! If Mary had taken offense nice. instead of just turn, turn just brushed right over her back, she's like Satan. You, you're not getting this. Yeah. I'm not taking this. Right. Jesus yeah. never tried to offend anyone. He only spoke in love. And even if you don't understand it, it's still love. Come on. Okay? Wow. But then I'm sitting there after he told me that, and I look out in the lobby. And in the lobby, I see a long black pole about six foot high. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: On top of that pole is a long black pole about six foot wide. Okay. And it was basket hanging from both sides. And I'm seeing this really in the spirit. Yeah. On one side of the pole hung a basket, and that basket was name, uh, named offense. Hmm. And on the other side of the pole, there was a basket hanging miracles. Hmm. And the Holy Spirit says, normally, huh. when you're offended, you have a right to be. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Somebody did something or said something or something happened that you don't think should have happened.
2: Yeah.
1: And he said, you have a right to be offended. Yeah. But if you exercise that right, you automatically forfeit the right to the miracle I had for you. Wow. Yeah. Huh. That was that was a wow for me. And then he said, choose. Huh. You have all these things that's coming at you right now. Yeah. He said, choose. You can have one or the other, but you can't have both. Dang. I sat there and I'm looking and I'm like, huh. Lord, I've never seen that.
2: Huh.
1: He said, you can choose the offense, and the offense feels good. Yeah. So when somebody does or says something to you, right. you got, your flesh automatically wants to come back right. and say or do something. Right. But if but that is Satan sending you an Ishmael mm. for the Isaac that God has for you. Come on. Wow. See, Satan knows how to eat Christian's lunch. <laughs> when God has something for you, see, Satan can't stop a single thing that God has for you yeah. that he's already provided, yeah. but he can stop you from receiving it. If you choose offense instead of miracle, you've gotten everything you're going to get. Mm. You may feel good being, feeling bad for the moment and being upset for the moment, yeah. but your miracle just went away. Wow. I sat there, and I'm like, Father, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. But then he said, I'm not done. <laughs> he said, do you remember when Jesus was coming through the town? He had just finished ministering, and he's walking through the town, this town with his disciples, and the Syrophoenician woman came up to him. Remember that? Mm-hmm. He walks. This woman comes up to him and said, Master, please help me. My daughter is grievously vexed mm-hmm. with the devil. And it said, he answered her not a word. You, you're yeah, you're yeah, getting yeah, it. Yeah. That's like me coming up to you, Josue, and saying, Josue, I'm really not feeling well today. Could you pray for me? And you just looked at me. <laughs> okay. so sure. yeah, yeah, what's yeah. your problem? Yeah. It said Jesus answered her not a word. And again, do you not think the enemy takes advantage of every opportunity he gets? Yeah. She, oh, yeah. The enemy had to be right beside her, saying, "What's his problem?
2: Yeah.
1: He's the healer. He's the he's <laughs> the one healing people. You ask him, yeah. and he has no healing for you, and he's not even talking to you. Yeah. No. In the middle of this, it gets worse." Uh, yeah. The disciples say, Lord, send her away. She's bugging us. And she's standing there. <laughs> do you think the enemy was talking to her? Oh, yeah. And it said she worshipped him. Mm. She worshipped him. What would, what, what, what would we do? What would other people do right. when you're offended like that? She worshipped him. Mm. She's like, I'm not, Satan, I'm not taking what you have to offer. I came for my daughter, and I'm not going away yeah. until I get it. But it gets worse. <laughs> Jesus said, I'm not sent but to the lost children of Israel. That's like me going to say, Josue, could you help me? And you say, Roger, I'm only sent to Hispanic people. <laughs> Do you not think the enemy was right there saying, The dude's a racist. What are you, <laughs> what are you talking about? You're sent to yeah. Jews. What's, what's up with that? Yeah. You're sent to Jews. You're the Messiah. You you you're the son of David. Yeah. You're the one with the healing. Right. And he says, "I'm only sent to Jews." Mm. But it gets worse. Jesus then says, "It's not good to take the children's bread and give it to dogs." Oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh.
0: Yes, someone would have had a fit, yes, dude, You know yes. what I mean? Because and, 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 and it's not even calling her a dog. It's calling her daughter a dog, You got it. Yeah. You
1: got it. Now, if somebody called your daughter a dog, right. what would you do?
0: Oh, dude, I'd,
1: <laughs> you're right. you, I'd you're, flip, dude. <laughs> yeah. And every time I teach this, the women says, I'm ready to fight. And the guys say that, too. You call my daughter a dog? <laughs> and here's the truth that the Holy Spirit told me when he told me that part. He said, sometimes, depending on your maturity level, the truth will offend you. Wow. He said, because Jesus was not coming against her daughter or against her. Yeah. What is, and when you think about a dog, Josue, if you made a steak, I mean just the way, I'm just perfect, (laughs) with everything you want with it. Yeah. And you give it to a dog, what's the dog going to do? He's going to swallow it without even tasting it. Yeah, yeah. If you just gave him a lump of hamburger, he'd swallow it without taking. There's no difference to him. Right. And a dog is someone who can't appreciate, Mm. don't have the capacity to appreciate what you're given, It's just, I'll take it and swallow it, and I want more.
2: Yeah.
1: But what she did, as opposed to what we would do, she said, True Lord, but the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. (laughs) Come on. My brother... Jesus said something he only said one other time in Scripture. Hmm. He said, woman, great is your faith. Hmm. Great is your faith. There's only one, only one other person he ever said that to. Yeah. And who was that? It was the centurion. centurion. Yeah. And neither one of them were Jewish. <laughs> come on. <laughs> <laughs> neither one of them were Jewish. And he said, woman, great is your faith. What you've come for, you've got. Hmm. What would have happened if she had said, who are you calling a dog? <laughs> What's your problem? What you, are you, you call my daughter a dog? <laughs> she would have left without her miracle. Mm. She wouldn't take the offense. Wow. It didn't matter what happened. She wasn't taking the offense. The only thing she was going to walk away with was her daughter's healing. Mm. And she got, her, she got her daughter's healing. Yeah. The third one he gave me Come on. was Naaman. And Naaman, Naaman was the captain of the host of the Syrian army. In other words, he was the top. He's the one who ran the Syrian army. He mm-hmm. was the top man. But he had one slight problem. He was a leper. Mm-hmm. Okay, to show you how good and how powerful this guy was, where were lepers supposed to be?
0: Okay, so that,
1: that, that's that, right. Yeah. That's right, but he was so good at what he did, he still had his position. Not only did he have his position, he had wealth, he had servants, he had all of this, okay? On one of his campaigns, he went out and he he caught this little Jewish girl, probably about 13 years old, and he took her home to his wife to be a maid to his wife. Mm -hmm. So here he is, this little Jewish girl goes to his wife and says, why would my master have leprosy? when there's a prophet in Israel who can heal him.
2: Yeah.
1: His wife comes to him and she tells him about the this prophet. Yeah. So Naaman ends up at this prophet's door. He goes to this prophet's door with his wealth, with his people, with his stuff. Yeah. And he goes and knocks on the door. Knock knock knock. A servant comes to the door. My master says, uh dip in the Jordan seven times you'll be healed. Slam. <laughs> he didn't even standing there. He's like, you've got to be kidding. Do you know who I am? Yeah. yeah. No, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait Do you know who I am? Israel, Syria at that foot, had its foot on Israel's neck. And he's like, Do you know what I can do to you?
2: Right, right.
1: And you slam the door in my face? Surely the man of God would come and wave his hand over me, yeah. and I would be healed. And it said he went away very happy, didn't it? No, he went away in a rage.
0: Dude was ticked.
1: He was t- In other words, he went away offended. He came for healing.
0: Right.
1: But what do he walk away with? He offense. Took offense. Yeah. He took the offense. He's, he's driving off in his horses and his people with him because he embarrass them in front of his people.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. And one of his servants <coughs> comes to him. I said, Master, if the prophet had asked you to do some great thing, mm. wouldn't you have done it? Come on, and naaman sitting on his horse, well, that was stupid <laughs> I came for healing, and I left with a fence mm. Wow, that was stupid. So Naaman repented, and he went and dipped into Jordan seven times, like the servant said, yeah. And his skin came back like a baby skin. Hmm. Okay, now here's the good news with this. If you have chosen the offense in the past, it shows you can repent and still get your miracle.
0: That's good. Is that
1: good? That's great. I'm sitting there at that desk, and I'm like, Father, thank you. Thank you. See, Sometimes people want something, but they don't know there's something that's keeping them from getting what God has for them.
2: Yeah.
1: Now, here's the, here's the key. I want you to hear this. Naaman had a pride problem.
2: Yeah.
1: How do I know that? Who was it that told him about the healing in the first place? The, the servant man, girl. Yeah, yeah. Who was it that came to the door and said, my master said it that's was true. a servant? Yeah. Who was it that came to him as he's driving away offended? A servant. servant. He had to humble himself Mm -hmm. and submit to the servants in order to get his healing. Wow. (laughs) That pride was keeping him from getting the healing that he wanted. God had to deal with the pride in order for him to get his healing. Mm. Wow. Think about that for a moment. He chose offense, and in order to get his healing, he had to submit Himself to three servants. <laughs> Man, I said, Father, thank you. Mm-hmm. And this always bring me back, brings me back to a story from Rayma. My roommate, when I was at Rayma, yeah. my roommate came in one day, and he said, Roger, you won't believe this. I'm like, What? He said, Man, I'm walking across campus, and somebody walked up to me and said they they paid my tuition for the rest of the year.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: I said that's nice, <laughs> I, said, I said, I'm not kidding, I said it about like that, that's nice. And I said, excuse me a second, I went out the door, I went across the Rhema Park, and I'm like, you gotta be kidding me, you know how hard I'm working? And you pay his tuition, what about me? Mm-hmm. Holy Spirit spoke up, and he said, you don't qualify. <laughs> Dang. He said, until you can get happy that I paid your roommate's tuition, you don't qualify to have yours paid. Wow. Don't wow. tell me it takes a long time to repent. Yeah. <laughs> My brother, I turned on a dime. I said, you were so right. Please forgive me. That was, mm. that was stupid. And that was a stinking attitude. Mm. I said, he is such a man of God. Tuition. I am glad you paid his tuition. Mm. Within 10 seconds, the Holy Spirit said, you won't have to worry about your tuition for the rest of the year. And I immediately said, that's just me. My roommate got his tuition paid, yeah. and I want my tuition paid now. And the Holy Spirit spoke up and said, if that's me, I don't need your help. Wow. Huh. Within two weeks, someone walked up to me on campus Come on. and said, "Someone, the Holy Spirit told me to pay your tuition, wow. took me to registration, and paid the rest of my year. <laughs> Come on. So I know what Naaman went through yeah. when he realized, when he came to himself, yeah. and he said... How stupid was that?
2: Mm.
1: And he repented. It mm. doesn't take a long time to repent.
2: Yeah.
1: How about the rich young ruler who came running? He didn't walk. He ran to Jesus. Yeah. And he said, good master, what must I do to be saved, mm. to have eternal life? Jesus says, you know the commandments. Yeah. Do not steal, do not kill, and he went through several commandments. And he said, all of these things have I done from my yeah. youth? Was that even possible? <laughs> <Right>. No, no. <laughs> no. He thought he had. And Jesus said, one thing you lack, go and sell all that you have, give it to the poor and come follow me. Wow. And he walked, and the scripture says he walked away sad, he walked away offended. Mm. Yeah. He walked away without the thing. He came in one way, excited, right. and he left offended. Israel, when they came out of Egypt, they answered every challenge, God was trying to grow them yeah. so they could be the light to the world. Every challenge they face, they had the same response, they griped and complained. Hmm. I call that uh, immature Christians prayer. That's <laughs> okay. a good name for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how did they respond Ultimately, they said, you brought us out here to kill us. Mm. You brought us out here to kill us. Let's just choose a leader and go back. How many times were they offended at God? Yeah, many. Many times. Yeah. Did they ever get what God had planned for them? Mm, No. 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 That's what what offense does.
2: Yeah.
1: That's what offense does. Mm. I have a part of his teaching where I say, how do you know if you're an offense? Number one way, you keep looking back hmm. at the person or the event or the thing that offended you. Wow. You keep looking back. I up, asked, I'm you, sorry, go ahead.
0: No, you end up being Lot's wife and, and getting super salty. Oh, you man, you're so far ahead of me.
1: <laughs> you're so far ahead of me. That, I love it because that's exactly what he told me. Wow. He said, who do you know in the Bible <laughs> that paid the highest price for looking back? Lot's wife,
2: yeah.
1: And the Holy Spirit said, "The Scripture said she looked back, and she was turned into a pillar of salt."
2: Yeah.
1: Holy Spirit said, "I'm going to take the, your religious glasses off. I'm going to show you something real quick." Hmm. She and her husband are in this town, Sodom, and two men show up at your door in the middle of the night, hmm. and say, "You've got to leave everything you've worked for, hmm. your home." <laughs> your vehicle, whatever it is, your stuff. And remember, stuff was important a lot. He chose the best for himself, right? (laughs) Right. That was important. And they said, you got to leave. The only thing you can take with you is your family. And not all of them chose to go.
2: Hmm.
1: They're walking out of Sodom because the town is about to be destroyed. And everything you've ever worked for Hmm. has gone away. you got to start over completely. Yeah. She had to look back. Did she have an opportunity to be offended? Definitely. You better believe it. Yeah. But she had to look back one more time. Hmm. All my stuff, my family, hmm. everything I got wow. is gone. And she had to look back. And the scripture says, and she was turned into a pillar of salt, but the Holy Spirit said, let me help you to read that just a little differently. He said, she looked back and she was hardened. And every single time you look back at someone or something or an event that offended you, you get a little more hard on the inside.
2: Hmm.
1: And I remember after he gave me this teaching, I was driving down the hill to the prayer center, as a matter of fact. I'm going down to the prayer center, and the Holy Spirit said, don't you know that repetition is the glue of permanence? Say that again? Repetition is the glue of permanence. Mm. See, people say practice makes perfect. That's actually wrong. Right. Perfect practice makes perfect. Yeah, yeah. Wrong practice makes it wrong permanently. (laughs) Okay? Yeah. Anytime you keep looking back, you're going to get a little more hardened. He said, he said, Repet- uh, repetition is the glue of permanence. Every time you look back, that glue is gonna get a little bit harder. Mm. Until you get to number two, how do you know that you're an offense? Number two, you can't stop talking, ab- I'm sorry, we're Christians here. You can't stop prayerfully sharing about <laughs> what somebody's <laughs> done to you. <laughs>
0: That prayerfully shared, though, (laughs) hey, that's that's matched pretty well, though, you know? (laughs) It
1: sounds good. Right, right. (laughs) But what it is, you're looking back, and every time you get the opportunity, you tell them what that person did to you. You know you're walking in offense when that happens. Yeah. Number three, how do you know if you're in offense? If God tells you to do something good for that person, you can't, you can't, and who reminded me what, I, what reminds me of that is Pastor Greg's story of the lady when he was um, in when he was the in the wholesale florist business in Houston, and that lady was she sent her that the lady that came into the wholesale florist business. Yeah, yeah. He said she was no competition to me. He was so big, she was no competition, but she felt he was competition. So she would send her boys over to his place at night and key his vans and, and, and flatten his tires. And Pastor Craig said, man, I wanted to nuke her vans. You know? <laughs> but he happened to be reading in his devotional reading, do good to those who do bad to you. And he said the Holy Spirit asked him, what were you going to do about that scripture with wanting to nuke her vans? <laughs> and he's like well nothing I want a new cravans." But he knew he had to obey God. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit told him I want you to go out and buy her a $1000. I think it was of roses <laughs> for her business. And he's like really? <laughs> but he did it. Yeah. And he said when he when he backed his he called them and said he had a gift of, of roses for them. She brought all three of her boys with her because she didn't know what he was going to do. Yeah. And he opened up his van, the back of his van, and they saw those flowers, and they're taking the flowers, and they're looking through the flowers to see if there was anything in there, you know? <laughs> and uh, they took the flowers, and he said, as he drove off, he saw the, all, all of them were just looking at him like, what just happened, Yeah, you know? But then he was called to go to school, and he went to uh, ministry school. He finished ministry school and came back to Houston. And when he did... He was in the gas station popping gas in his car. Yeah. And he saw, sees this, this car screech against, across four lanes of traffic and pull <laughs> into the gas station where he was in. And uh, the lady jumped out of the car, left her car door open, and ran over to him and grabbed him around the knees mm. and said, please pray for me. My husband has cancer. Mm. And he made such an eloquent point. He says, do you think that if I had nuked her vans <laughs> that that would have ever happened? He chose the miracle, the blessing over the offense. Wow. That's the lesson he taught me on offense. Come on. Um, I never forgot it. The things that that I had to be offended about didn't go away, but I didn't allow them to -hmm. take my blessing. I see. You see, I came here with nothing. Yeah. And he has taken care of me and put me through Keras mm. all three years. The first year I thought he needed help. I won't, I won't go into that one. I screwed that <laughs> one up pretty good. But when he taught me this lesson, he paid my tuition second year and third year. Come on. He has promoted me through Karis. I'm not smart enough to do this stuff. He has helped me so much, mm. and he told me, do you think that would have happened if you'd held on to that offense? And I know it wouldn't have. Wow. That has been a powerful lesson in my life. Wow. I have taught this at several places, and every time I teach it, I have people coming back to me and say I changed my life.
2: <laughs> Come on.
1: I was holding things I didn't know I was holding on to, <laughs> and it's been tripping me up. It's kind of like taking poison and expecting the other person to die. <laughs> it's not worth it. Yeah it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. God tells you who you are in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, mm-hmm. because everything love is, is who you are. If you've accepted Jesus, come on. whether you think it, think so, it doesn't matter, it doesn't change anything. The one who is loved moved into your spirit and he, he's so bonded with your spirit that you can't tell where he leaves off and you pick up. Mm-hmm. That's who you are on the inside.
2: Yeah.
1: All you have to do is choose to walk in who he says you are. Come on. But the enemy is always gonna send you an Ishmael. He will always send you an Ishmael, something to get you off track. And I, I think Dwayne Sheriff said it and Pastor Greg said it. He said offense is the preferred drug of Christians. <laughs> wow. And I think boy, that can't be said any better than that. That's the drug of choice for mm-hmm. Christians. Because and Satan doesn't have to change his tactics. Yeah. Because it works almost all the time. Mm. <laughs> because in in that area, many times Christians are no different than the world. Mm. You hit me, I'm gonna hit you back.
2: Yeah.
1: You say something about me, I'm gonna say something about you back. Yeah. But God said, "Bless those who despitefully use you."
2: Mm.
1: He set me free that night. I'm sitting when I got up when I got up from that table from that uh, desk. And I got up the next morning. I'd let it all go. It doesn't matter what they're doing. Yeah. My life's in your hands. <laughs> you know, whatever you do, ain't gonna stop the victory my father has for me. Come on. Because I'm not biting on this bone. <laughs> Come, I'm on. Not, Come on. Come on. I'm not biting on it. Yeah. You can take your Ishmael back to hell with because 'cause I'm not accepting it. <laughs> Come on. That, that's where I was. That's how. That's how he taught me. He. That's how he taught me this. Huh. And it allowed me to walk through cares. And allowed me to roll my cares over on him. Come on. The bottom line is it doesn't matter what somebody says about you. Amen. Because this is the truth. The people who know you won't believe it. Right. The people who don't know you aren't going to believe you anyway. (laughs) So the Holy Spirit told me, if you just live your life the way I called you to, Oh, come on. you will prove what they said about you right or wrong. Come on. And you won't have to say a word. Talk to him, Roger. Let me do it. Yeah. Let let me be your defense. Yeah. Just do what I show you to do. Right. Take your eyes off of that. Keep it on me and do what I told you to do. That's a good word. Come on. And I will be your defense. Mm. Your life's going to prove him wrong.
0: Yeah. It's like that song, Defender, so much better this way, your (laughs) way. You know, it's so much better your way, him doing it.
1: It is. But, But the thing is, offense is the candy now. Mm-hmm. I can have something that feels good right now. Yeah. And see, when you do it his way, he never does it in your timing. Mm-hmm. I keep trying to convince God my timing is right, yeah. and I hear the distinct sound of laughter. <laughs> 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 his timing's always perfect, my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, this has been one of the most important things, important lessons
2: yeah.
1: that he's taught me here at Karis. Let it go. Let me do it. I know it hurts. Mm. It never feels good when somebody slaps you in the face. <laughs> he says, but you know what? Let me take care of it for you. Mm. Those same people, those same people,
2: yeah.
1: they'll fall in their own hole that they dug for you, their own pit mm. that they dug for you. And you don't even have to look to the side. You just keep your eyes on him and keep walking. <laughs> He's got you. And, um, this has been an incredible lesson for me. Wow. That's, and a matter of fact, the, the church I just told you about that I shared this in in Georgia a couple of weeks ago, Someone came up to me. I think, I don't know if she was a board member, but one of the um, congregations, she said, the Lord told me you will teach this lesson all over the world mm. because it is so needed. Yeah. I said, that, I said, thank you, that's confirmation. Yeah. Because he's told me the same thing. <laughs> Come on. You know what? It's not worth it. Yeah. I know, I know it didn't feel good. Mm. I know it hurt. I know it shouldn't have happened. But if you let him handle it, If you keep your eyes on him and let him handle it, not only will he handle that, but he'll handle all the rest too. Yeah. That's how he taught me this lesson. Mm
0: -hmm. Come on, man. That's deep, Roger. Yeah, that's so,
1: so good. He is deep. Yeah. He is. He is. I'm not smart enough to come up with this stuff. Yeah. (laughs) I'll agree. No, I don't know. There you go. You know me. You know me. No,
0: Roger, man. But you know what? It just goes to show one lesson. And if you guys are listening, uh, it's being humble.
1: Oh, boy.
0: And that's you all the way, man.
1: No, seriously. Thank you. Like,
0: um, I've just seen it, just being in school with you to Lord just where to you are now. And you've always kept a humble attitude. Lord, to God. And one of the ways to just get these, what I call heavy ravis, right, mm-hmm. It's just being humble. If you humble yourself like that, you know, God's going to give you these awesome things. I mean, uh, you know, you can sit back and say, like, man, Roger, what he just shared is awesome. I want to hear God like Roger hears God. I want to get deep truths like that. Humble yourself.
1: brother, that is, I teach that, Mm -hmm. that humility will open doors that nothing else will. Mm -hmm. You can pray as much as you want. You can read the word as much as you want. You can seek God as much as you want. Yeah. You can shun die, run die, and tie my bow tie and my Hyundai all day long. And my brother, that door won't open. But there's a thing, there's certain doors that will only open with humility. Yeah. And you being willing to submit yourself, even though you don't understand. Mm-hmm. I tell the story of Jesus. Being willing to humble yourself and admit you're wrong. Mm. There is no replacement for that. Jesus, it said, he was of no reputation. (laughs) It says he made himself of no reputation, Mm. which means it doesn't matter what you say about me. It doesn't matter what you do do with me. I only say what I hear my father say. (laughs) I only do what I hear my, I only do what I see my father do I want to be like that. Yeah, I want to be like that mm. because there's no there's no replacement for humility. Huh. None. You can't change that. Yeah. Nothing you do will change that. There are certain doors that will only open through humility, Nothing. and you don't have to try to kick them open. Mm. Because if you do,
2: right.
1: <coughs> excuse me. Um, you can. The Holy Spirit told me years ago. He said the. There's a lot of power in willpower. Yeah. He said the challenge is, even though you accomplish what you wanted to accomplish, it'll be hollow. Mm. He said, You can accomplish a great many things in willpower, but what you don't have is what it takes to maintain those things that you accomplished. Mm. He said, because when you accomplish it in willpower, yeah. you're responsible for the maintenance of it. And I'll have nothing to do with it. You
0: know, me and my uncle were talking about this. We were talking about how your gift, you know, can take you where your character can't hold you. Oh, man. Oh, man. And what what you're saying right there is just so true, you know.
1: My brother, Satan, I mean, God is not the only one who will promote you. (laughs) Think about this for a second. Satan will promote you beyond your character. Mm -hmm. Because he wants to raise you up Mm -hmm. so that when he makes you fall, you take others with you. The higher he can get you, without the character to maintain you, you will fall. And not just that, but the people you were teaching to, preaching to, or whatever will go with you. But the other part of what he said, he said there's a great amount of power and willpower. And what you accomplish in willpower, you have to maintain it. Psalm 127.1 says, except the Lord build the house. Notice it did get built. They that build it labor in vain which means it's hollow, it's void, it's null, it's nothing. Yeah. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. The second part of what he told me on that was, if instead of willpower, you do it in me, not only will I help you to do it, hmm. not only will I strengthen you to do it, but once it's done, I'll be responsible for the maintenance of it. Hmm. I didn't even know that was in the Bible. <laughs> Isaiah 41.10, he showed me that two months later. I don't want to build stuff on my own. Mm. I don't want to go out and build build this stuff that God hasn't called me to because it looks good. And look, how would people look at me? Oh, one, how wonderful <laughs> me. Yeah. But I don't want to stand before him one day and say, look at all I've done. Mm. And he say, but what did you do about what I called you to do? What did you do about the person that I brought to you that you didn't have time to minister to because you got your eyes on your big vision? <laughs> what about them?
2: Yeah.
1: I would have spent all my time climbing the ladder of success to ministry only to find out when I stand before him, my ladder was leaning on the wrong building. <laughs> my brother, it's nah. not worth it. Yeah, Humility is the key. I'm and right. humility says, Father, you're the one with the answers. I just follow you. Mm. I'll follow you today. Yeah, That's who he is. The he, he, I, I came to the startling revelation. He's God and I'm not. <laughs> you know, I, I tell people, you know, if, if you think differently than God, one of the two of you is wrong. <laughs> and one of the two of you needs to repent. Yeah. It's up to you to figure out which of the two of you that is.
0: And guys, just so it's not rocket science for you, it's, it's not you, okay? <laughs> it's not me or you, okay?
1: <laughs> what I want in my life is his will. Yeah. Nothing more, nothing less. I want his will. Yeah. And his will sometimes doesn't look good to the flesh right now mm-hmm. because you don't get what you want at this moment. Yeah. If you did, if you got to snap your fingers... And say, chop, chop, God. I've already said, I've read all the scriptures. I've, I've said the magic word in Jesus' name. Where's my stuff? That would make you God and yeah. him your servant. Yeah, wow. I want to remember in my life which of the two of us is God. Right. I'll go at whatever pace he shows me. I'll do whatever he shows me. Come on. Because when I accept him as Savior, I want to step further and accept him as Lord. If he's really Lord of your life, then the decision isn't yours, is it? Right, right. Lord means master. It means ruler. It means he makes the decisions. Yeah. So if that's true, I don't have to figure out my future. I simply have to discover it Mm. as he shows me. Come on. That's my heart. Yeah. That's what I want to teach our students.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's so good. Roger, thank you so much. Last thing I want to throw at you is just a question I ask everyone on my podcast. And I do this because, again, my heart, uh, just through everything that we do here, first off, the revelation of God that God gives you, the heavier mm-hmm. heavies He may download mm-hmm. to you, is just its what's going to set you free. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you're hearing Roger right now, guys, and you're hearing me, um, but man pray and ask God God, give me an understanding of this because once you hear it from him yes. that's where it's going to be real and Thank that's you. where you're going to be alive Thank and you. move forward in. And, and uh, so w- one of the segments I do at the end is uh, called Failing Forward Fridays so I'll be doing it this Friday mm-hmm. uh, coming up but um, I do this because I don't want people to feel like man I, Josue I failed too much I can't do what God's called me to do or, man, I failed too much at this. I'm not worthy of God's love. Or, you know, anything. You know, I feel like failure can be that excuse, just right, just right. quit. And so, just so we're all on the same page, none of us are perfect. Right. You know, none of us have fully arrived. Boy, it's true. <laughs> and so, with that, just so you know, man, with just awesome, awesome message, first off, and I agree with that That lady, man. You, you are going to be sharing this coast to coast, and it's, people are going to uh, be hearing it. People are going to be set free. Uh, brother, there, there's a lot that you're going to be help, helping the kingdom in. Glory to God. Yeah, and it's awesome. Glory to God. Uh, so, with that, you know, Roger, what is one thing that you failed at? Mm-hmm. What have you learned from it? Mm-hmm. And how have you grown from it?
1: Oh, man. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing that comes to mind is in my first year, God called me here with nothing. Mm-hmm. And He told me specifically, I had to send you that way because you have to know this is me. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. told me to go to work for the prayer center
2: yeah. in my
1: first year, and I did. But I figured God, um, he obviously missed something because it wasn't coming in fast enough. And I figured God needed some help. Yeah. You know, he needed my help. Right. <laughs> That's how I ended up working at the country lodge in the first place, mm. is that I went and got a second job. Mm. I get the second job and at the end of first year, I was a December student, yeah. which meant I, had, I was going to summer school, yeah. which was awesome, but the problem is here I am sitting in summer school, summer school's almost over, and I get voted class speaker for summer school, but I was two months behind on my tuition. Huh. Now, I'm the one giving the class charge, <laughs> and I don't even have, like, my tuition money. I'm two months behind, okay?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I get up and give the class charge, and everybody's pat me on the back how wonderful the charge was, and I go to walk out the door. They were getting their certificates, and I wasn't, <laughs> okay? Yeah. And I went to go out the door and I put my hand on the doorknob and the Holy Spirit said, so how'd it work out for you doing it your way? Mm. Wow. And I said, it didn't. He said, I want you to go home. I never told you to get that second job. <laughs> he said, I want you to go home and get in peace. <laughs> and I did just that. I took Arthur Menche's book, Knowing and Experiencing God. Yeah. Oh man. I said, that is incredible book. And I sat on my, um, porch every day before I went to work, to the phone center. And I read that book. About three weeks in, two, three weeks in, I'm sitting there on the patio, on the porch, reading the book, and my phone vibrates. Hmm. And I look at the phone, and it was an email from Keres. Yeah. I read the email and it says, someone came in and paid your two months back tuition you're completely caught up, you can get your certificate anytime you want. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit said, that's what it feels like when I do it. Mm. Wow. See, me trying to do it myself, yeah. because I didn't see it with my eyes, and me thinking God needed help, put me deeper in a hole than I would have imagined. Wow. If I had simply trusted him, to do what he said he would do, I would have come out so much better
2: mm-hmm.
1: without all the stress and strain and anxiety on the side of it. Yeah. But we can't trust God any more than we know he loves us. It's not possible.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: See, if you have a limited view of how much God loves you, you're only capable of trusting him that much. Mm-hmm. And I started concentrating on finding out how much God loves me. That was the book, Knowing and Experiencing God by Arthur Manchez. He hasn't let, I don't think I have taught a single teaching Mm. since you and I graduated that hasn't been centered on love.
0: Mm.
1: Not a single one. Now, there's different subjects and things, but it all comes back to love. All of the students right now I have in ministry school right now, I tell them, if you come here and get a head full of knowledge, but you leave without knowing how much your father is absolutely in love with you, you just failed Mm. because all you become is spiritually fat. Yeah, (laughs) You've got a lot of knowledge. And here's the problem with getting just knowledge. God actually holds you responsible for the knowledge you get. Mm. He told teachers they have a more severe (laughs) judgment than all the rest. Because you have information, you have stuff inside that other people don't. Mm. So I have learned, and he is still teaching me even to this day, that he's my source. I'm not. Not the person sitting next to me. Not anybody, not my friends, not my relatives, not anybody else, but he's my source. Just trust him. That's the biggest failure I had in first year, is not trusting him enough. And that's what I endeavor to walk in more now than anything else. Somebody actually came up to me the other day and said they were describing me to one of their friends and they and they said you know the guy who teaches on love all the time i'm like wow what a what a what a way what a way to be uh uh described yeah but that's what he that's where he has me come on it's that important that's good you don't get that you don't get you don't pass go Mm. you don't collect the two (laughs) hundred dollars i don't care if you didn't leave with a carer's degree you still don't
0: yeah
1: you've got to know that
0: Mm. that's so good Roger, brother, thank you so much, man, just for taking the time just to hang out with me and just, you know, do this podcast with me, man. It means a lot.
1: My privilege. Yeah. My privilege.
0: Awesome. Guys, thank you so much for viewing today. Uh, Man, go ahead and just uh, like, subscribe uh, to the Heavy Revy Show. We'll share some more awesome stuff. Uh, You guys are a blessing, and I'll see you guys on Friday, okay? All right. Peace. Friends and family, thank you for viewing this message. We hope this episode has inspired you. Please share it for others to hear. Remember, we are now on iTunes Podcast and Spotify, so check us out. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.